Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Lowering the Risk of Respiratory Syncytial Virus in Older Adults, Late Stage Emerging Vaccines. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Moderna. Hello. My name is Tobias Welty, the head of the Department of Respiratory Medicine and Infectious Disease at Hanover Medical School in Germany. And I'm an expert in pulmonary infections and especially in vaccination, the most important preventive measure. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a virus that is responsible for severe respiratory failure in young children and in newborns due to bronchiolitis. Today, we know that it is also very present in older adults. Worldwide, more than 33 million children under five years of age are infected every year, with a hospitalization rate of about 10%. That is more than 3 million hospitalizations for RSV every year. About 60,000 children are known to die due to RSV infection worldwide, and it's a growing problem particularly in developing countries. We estimate more than a million adults are infected elderly by RSV, with a higher hospitalization rate of about 20%, so more than 300,000 hospitalizations, and a mortality rate of 10%, though close to 15,000 deaths. These estimates are weak, but with new diagnostic approaches in the future, we will get a better insight into this problem. In epidemiological studies in the U.S., there's a remarkable number of older adults who are infected, and the hospitalization rate and the mortality rate are higher in adults than they are in children. In children, the main pathophysiological issue is bronchiolitis, inflammation of the small airways with airway obstruction and features of asthma and COPD exacerbations. Many older adults are asymptomatic or show symptoms that are not directly related to airway infection. So dizziness, other neurological symptoms, dyspnea. The differential diagnosis for dyspneic older adults is much more challenging than for children. Also, following RSV infection, Older patients are at an increased risk of severe symptoms, including pneumonia, resulting in prolonged hospitalizations. In summary, aging populations are on the rise worldwide. RSV causes significant disease burden, and its impact in older patients is underestimated. In the next session, I will discuss which risk factors make patients more susceptible to RSV infection. In this session, I want to focus on risk factors. Older people normally have chronic conditions, comorbidities, which affect health-related quality of life, and one of the main triggers for deterioration of healthcare status is an infectious disease episode. Cardiovascular comorbidity is the most frequent one, and with regard to patients hospitalized with RSV infection, about 60% show cardiovascular comorbidity. Additionally, chronic airway disease and chronic respiratory disease 
are major risk factors. So patients with asthma and especially patients with COPD are affected by lower airway inflammation. And COPD exacerbation driven by RSV is a very severe complication with a remarkably high mortality and morbidity. Finally, the classical comorbidities of older adults, including metabolic diseases, also increases the risk of RSV infection. In addition, immunosuppression is a very important factor that increases susceptibility to RSV infection. Today, increasing numbers of older adults are treated with immunosuppressants for different diseases because this has been shown to improve quality of life and reduce mortality. But this is correlated with an increase in severe RSV cases. Demographically, as populations age, we will see more and more older patients and more patients who are living in long-term care facilities. These patients are especially at risk for RSV infection because these patient groups live very close together, increasing the possibility for transmission. During the COVID pandemic, we learned that this is a major risk factor for morbidity and mortality in older adults living in long-term care. So, URA outcomes are reported in patients with RSV infection and underlying cardiopulmonary diseases in immunocompromised patients and in patients who are living in long-term care facilities. In the next session, let's discuss the reasons why RSV is underdiagnosed in older adults. Historically, RSV has been and still is underdiagnosed. The main problem is that it is not easy to diagnose RSV. For SARS-CoV-2, we can use antigene testing for easy diagnosis at home, but this does not work for RSV. The sensitivity of the antigene test is very low. Viral culture is difficult to do and is not feasible in clinical practice. And the virology, which we use for other infections, is not quick enough and is hard to interpret. So the most appropriate diagnostic procedure is PCR technology. But PCR technology needs an adequate specimen, so a throat swab, which is done in a healthcare setting. PCR testing, similar to what we did for SARS-CoV-2, is a new standard method. And combined tests for the most important viral pathogens should be in place. First in hospitals, but later on also in outpatient settings. The risk of severe RSV and RSV-related mortality is higher in older adults and especially those with comorbidities or living in long-term care. These adults are often underdiagnosed due to overlapping symptoms. Furthermore, the symptomatology in older patients is very diffuse and makes it hard to diagnose the disease. Treatment is limited to supportive care in older adults. Therefore, we need treatment options as well, but if preventive measures are in place, the problem of underdiagnosis in older adults does not detract from the success of intervention. The main preventive measurement for all infectious diseases is vaccination. 
in our suite, a lot of effort has been put into developing vaccines that are effective. This could substantially reduce infections and RSV-related hospitalizations and mortality. The COVID pandemic has speed up vaccine development and the creation of new vaccine technology by far. And these developments are now being transferred to other viral agents. In summary, the burden of RSV is underappreciated. Diagnosis can be challenging. This highlights the need for preventive measures, such as vaccines, to mitigate the RSV-related morbidity and mortality observed in aging populations. In the next session, let's discuss the emergent efficacy data for some of the late-stage investigational vaccines for RSV infections in older adults. So for RSV at the moment, we have four different vaccines in phase three clinical trials. All of them target the RSV perfusion protein, but use different technologies. If you look at the mRNA technology, the main advantage is that it is easy to produce large amounts of vaccine in a short time frame, which is beneficial in targeting new variants. The second advantage of the mRNA technology is that combination vaccines may be possible with a good compliance rate. Because it is more convenient for the patient, it should increase vaccination adherence. Other vaccine technologies include the protein subunit vaccines, which are also well known. Increasing the dosage or the acuvalents, which are used together with these vaccines, increases efficacy. For example, a higher dosage of flu vaccines shows a higher efficacy in older adults. Adenoviral vector vaccines are familiar due to the COVID vaccines and have the advantage of being inexpensive and easy to produce. So, as you can see, these different technologies all have different advantages. For all of these vaccines in development, efficacy rate is above 80% and reaches 90% in some populations. For all four vaccines, we have a dense portfolio of phase two and three data, which will be presented to regulatory authorities, the SDA in the US and the AMA in Europe in particular in 2023. For influenza, we have a vaccination efficacy rate between 50 and 70%. So the results for RSV are really great and show that these are modern vaccines with a very good benefit-risk ratio. So I'm very confident that these vaccines will not only be preventive in terms of severe disease complications, but also reduce transmission and infection rate by far. In summary, the data show that these late-stage emerging vaccines are demonstrating promising efficacy against RSV infection in older adults. In the next session, let's discuss clinical implications of the latest safety data for late-stage investigational RSV vaccines. Looking at the safety profile of RSV vaccines, these vaccines seem to be safe. And the most common side effects of RSV vaccines demonstrated in the clinical study have been injection site pain, some hours to about one to three days of fatigue, 
myalgia and headache. But altogether, the percentage of fatigue and headache are very low. So local side effects are what is most often seen. And the dominant side effect, however, most people are back to normal within a week. So far, early stage data from clinical trials in older adults suggest that the vaccines may be safe and effective. The vaccine development programs will come to an end in the near future. And then I'm sure the regulatory authorities will speed up to give approval and to allow these vaccines to be launched into the market. In conclusion, as we, which has been for a long time thought to be a disease of children, is now known to be a severe disease in some adults. And there are specific risk groups, older adults, people with multiple comorbidities, and people with immunosuppression and hematological malignancy. Hospitalization rate and mortality in older patients are remarkable. And this is especially true for patients coming from long-term care. Furthermore, the symptomatology in older patients is very diffuse and makes it hard to diagnose the disease. Prevention is the best way to overcome the burden of RSV. And very, very fortunately, we have a number of vaccines now in clinical development. With new vaccines that are effective and safe coming onto the market, we are taking a step forward in making life better for older patients. Our main task for the near future is to convince our patients to use these vaccines for a better life, a better quality of life, and a lower complication rate. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.